It is a great blessing and privilege for me to be with you this morning. I became a member of the Coptic Orthodox Church 22 years ago, and this is the first time that I have been in the blessed and saintly company of Saedna Amba Misael, and I have looked forward to this occasion for a long time, and I am very grateful for his hospitality and welcome this morning. Uh, I am from an evangelical Protestant background. Uh, I was brought up in a very devout and committed household, and my parents are still very committed to the Christian faith. But as I was growing into young adulthood, I realized that there was a great deal of spiritual depth and richness which was missing in my life. Uh, I visited many different Protestant churches looking for something that would help me to experience more of God. Uh, I attended services that were very loud and exciting. I attended services where the preaching uh, was very detailed and instructive. Uh, But in all of the places I looked, I could not find a deeper spiritual life such as I was seeking after. As a young man, I spent three years studying at a seminary to become a pastor and a missionary in the evangelical Protestant movement. And it was while I was away from home and studying that I started to discover some of our ancient spiritual tradition myself. Uh, The college and seminary I attended was a Protestant one, but they had accidentally, I think, left some books about orthodoxy in the library and I started reading them together with books about Catholic spirituality and I discovered that there was a way into union with God that I had not been taught about in my evangelical community Uh, and that was the way of prayer and the way of commitment to God through our spiritual exercises and tradition which we have preserved in our Coptic Orthodox Church since the apostolic times. Uh, In my own Protestant church, we had no written down prayers at all. And so it was very hard for a young man to learn how to pray. And we know that we should be seeking to learn how to pray because when the disciples asked our Lord Jesus, teach us to pray, he gave them an answer. We know that there were many other times when the disciples asked our Lord Jesus a question And he said to them, you're foolish, you haven't understood, or don't you realize what you're asking? But when they asked him, teach us to pray, he answered them seriously and gave them that prayer which we still pray many, many times each day, the Lord's Prayer, our Father which art in heaven. And slowly as a young man, as I was exposed to the orthodox spiritual teaching, and I was still outside of orthodoxy and I hadn't even met any orthodox people at that point I started to realize that praying from the Agbea and other books of prayers uh, trying in the little way I was able to take part in the fasts of the church uh, attending liturgical worship uh, where the words of the prayers that we pray change us as we slowly make them our own prayers over time I found for the first time in my life that this ancient spirituality which we often take for granted and perhaps often feel is boring and tedious it was making a difference in my life 
Uh, and my journey to Orthodox wasn't a straightforward one. Uh, when I was still a young man in the 1980s, it was very hard to discover anywhere that was speaking about Orthodoxy in the English language. I wrote to the Russian Orthodox Church and they sent me many books in the Russian language. And I realized that if I joined them, I'd have to learn Russian. And that didn't seem very possible for me. I wrote to the Greek Orthodox Church and they told me that I should become an Anglican because that was the church for English people. And I didn't feel that was a very satisfactory answer either. Uh, and then I happened to make contact with a man who became my bishop for a while, uh, Bishop Seraphim. And early in the 1980s, he was invited to bring his little church into the Coptic Orthodox Church by His Holiness Pope Shenouda. Uh, and in God's will, that was a way for me to become part of this Coptic Orthodox Church without having to struggle with learning a completely different language. Uh, and it would have been impossible anyhow for me to easily convince my, my wife and my children that this new way of being a Christian required us to learn Arabic um, and become uh, pretend Egyptians in a way. That was a long time ago in the 1980s. And for 22 years I have sought to understand and study this Coptic Orthodox faith that I have become a part of. Over the last 22 years I have especially studied the doctrine and Christology of our church uh, and in God's will I am able to write about these things and God is opening up doors for me to begin to teach in our Coptic Orthodox Church the theology and the dogma that is the structure of what we believe. But I remain convinced that the great treasure we have in our church often hidden even from those of us who are members of the church is our spiritual tradition of prayer. Because prayer is the means by which we enter into union with God. I often speak with uh, young Coptic Orthodox people. Uh, I was blessed to spend all of February in Canada. And I served with Abuna Athanasius Iskander in Kitchener. I, I've been in contact with him for a long while. In fact, we didn't realize it, but the day I arrived in Canada was exactly the 20th anniversary of the day I first sent him an email. And that seemed to be a sign that I should be there. Uh, when I was speaking with some of the youth there, uh, some of those who were drifting away from the church, some of those who hadn't realized the treasure that we have in our spiritual tradition, uh, some of them seemed to have misunderstood what the Christian message and good news is about. Uh, many of them seemed to think that the God we worship is an angry God who is waiting for an opportunity to punish us. And that if we don't do the right things, if we aren't found in church early, if we don't try and pray from the Agbeah, then God will punish us. And that is why we must perform these spiritual exercises. And I had to say to those young people that that isn't the God I worship. And that isn't the God we find in the writings of our Orthodox fathers. And it's not the God that we find in the New Testament where it's written that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save it. And this week even, I was reading the writings of St. Athanasius in his little book on the Incarnation. And on my website, I'm starting to go through a chapter at a time. Uh, I'm writing it into slightly easier to understand English. A lot of the translations are a bit difficult to understand. And then I'm writing a commentary about 
what St. Athanasius is saying. And throughout that little volume, he is insisting over and over again that God is not angry with us. God is not waiting to punish us. God loves us and has come into the world to save us and rescue us and heal us. Uh, When I was talking with other young people in Canada, some of them had the idea that they could almost earn their way into heaven and that the whole purpose of our orthodox spiritual life is to earn as many points as we can to outweigh the bad things that we do. Uh, In actual fact, in our In your ancient pharaonic tradition, you have a tradition before the time of Christ that when a person died, their heart would be taken and it would be weighed against a feather. And if the heart weighed more than the feather, then the person would be sent away to damnation. Uh, And unfortunately, in, in our church and in all Christian churches, this idea comes in that we just need to do enough good things so that when our life is balanced, we'll outweigh the bad things. Uh, And sometimes that means that we have an idea that we're engaged in some sort of commercial bargain with God, you know. Uh, I have been to liturgy, I've prayed the Agbeah every morning, so it's okay for me to sin a little bit because these three things outweigh this one thing. But I don't find that as the basis of my own understanding of the orthodox spiritual life. We aren't in a transactional relationship with God, our Heavenly Father. He's not someone that we can bargain with. God has created each one of us uniquely to be the person that we are and to enter into a life-giving, transforming relationship with him. And we experience that relationship through our orthodox spiritual tradition. It's not there to make us feel miserable and bored. It's not there to make us feel that we're inadequate. It's there to help us become the man and the woman that God created us to be. And here in the Gospel today, we see Zacchaeus. He was a little man. And like many little men, he was trying to make himself big by turning to the things of the world. He thought that if he became rich, that would improve his standing in the world and he would be someone. But when he came into the presence of Jesus Christ, for the first time in his life perhaps, he was able to see what he was really like. And he realized that he was a very short man. There wasn't very much about him at all. For all of his wealth, for all of the importance that he had in the little city of Jericho, when he stood before Jesus, he realized that he was very short indeed. And it's necessary for us in our own Christian life, at some point, it's no good just being born into an Orthodox family. That isn't what makes us a Christian. A Christian is someone who recognizes when they stand before Jesus Christ that there's something missing in their life and they aren't quite the person they thought they were. What did Zacchaeus do when he saw that there was something really missing in his life? He ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree. The fathers of our church liked the idea that he climbed into a tree because that makes us reflect on the idea that our Lord Jesus Christ died on a cross. And in the Old Testament, that's often spoken of as a tree. And so... Zacchaeus, as it were, climbed up onto his own cross and he sacrificed his own standing in that town. Imagine him, a man of some importance, uh, climbing up a tree, like a small child perhaps. Uh, We can imagine the crowd were laughing at him and shouting at him uh, and mocking him. But having encountered Jesus Christ and having realized that there was something missing in his life, 
he was willing to sacrifice his standing in the town and humble himself so that he might see Jesus. Because that is something I've experienced in my own life as I've sought to understand and practice our orthodox spiritual tradition. It is the humble person who sees our Lord Jesus. It is the person who realizes that they can't do it all on their own. It's the person who realizes that they need to be in the presence of Jesus if their life is to be worthwhile. And that's what I've found so valuable in our orthodox spiritual tradition. Uh, for many years as a young man, I found it very hard to pray in the morning and in the evening. We had no written prayers in my church, so what was I supposed to do? I, I offered a few prayers as best I could. I read a passage of the Bible as best I could. But when I discovered our Coptic Orthodox tradition, I discovered that the Agbear was something absolutely necessary to my spiritual life. And I pray from it regularly. I have learnt some of the hours so that I can pray them as I am driving. We might feel that they are boring and repetitive, but I have found them to be absolutely necessary to my spiritual growth. I also have learnt to pray the Jesus Prayer. And I find that the Jesus Prayer is something that brings me into God's presence moment by moment. That is the little prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. And it's very similar to the prayer that blind Bartimaeus prayed when he was in the roadside. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And when we pray the Jesus Prayer, as our fathers teach us, as often as we can, we are constantly reminded that God is with us and we are in his presence. We are constantly reminded that we need to ask for his help and his mercy. And we are constantly reminded that he loves us and is waiting there to help us. And in the sacraments, we had no sacraments in my church. We had a breaking of bread service where we remembered that Jesus had died for us. But we had no idea that our God would descend among us and give us his life. This also is something which has transformed my Christian experience. And each one of us needs as much as we can to remember when we pray the prayers of consecration that we are not just repeating some ancient ritual that our fathers and grandparents have passed on. We are inviting God himself, our creator God, our heavenly father, to send down his son and the Holy Spirit upon us and fill us with his life. Uh, 22 years ago, I was baptized into the Coptic Orthodox Church. And now I've been a priest of the Coptic Church for seven years. God willing, I will spend the rest of my life in the service of this Christian family and community. But I would ask only that you value that spiritual tradition which we possess. And that if you find things difficult and burdensome, that you speak to someone and ask for some advice about how to bring your spiritual life uh, into a more lively and fruitful manner. Because for me, becoming an Orthodox Christian is part of my long journey of my life. I don't consider myself before and after. I have one journey in my life where God is leading me. But becoming Orthodox transformed my spiritual life and brought me into a union with God which nourishes and sustains me in all I do day by day. May we be like Zacchaeus and humble ourselves and not always think first of how we are seen in the world. May we be like Zacchaeus and realize that for all our wealth and ability, uh, we need Jesus and we need to be in his presence. And may we hear the words of our Lord Jesus, 
as we do humble ourselves before him. Come down, I have come to be a guest in your house. May he be a guest in our house, in the house of our heart and in the house of this congregation, for his glory and our salvation. Amen.